What's shaking, OVD fans? This is Pierce Horvath, co-founder of Dead Scare Entertainment. Raquel and I are so glad to have you listening to each and every episode of Overda Darano and would greatly appreciate it if you'd give us a 5-star rating and leave a positive review on whatever platform you tune in from. This will help us reach more fantastic fans just like you and make the shadows just that much more friendly. We put a lot of effort into this and all our content including drawing videos, true paranormal experiences and even more is all accessible at deadscaredentertainment.com. And if you'd like to reach us through the ether and contact us regarding content ideas, general questions or just to say hello from the other side, slither or swoop your way over to the contact us page on deadscaredentertainment.com. Thank you for listening. And now... Back to your favorite bone-chilling broadcast, Overda Darano. Dead Scare Entertainment takes pleasure in presenting Overda Darano, a journey into the phantasmagoric lands of folklore, literature, theater, and film. In the centuries-old tradition of the Romani people, we bring to you stories of superstition, fantasy, and adventure. There's no turning back. Leverda approaches. Good evening, friend. I'm Esma Kalai. The Roma are known to travel far and wide across those vetos. We can immerse ourselves in nature and recharge ourselves, find comfort in cozy small villages, or even paint the town in busy cities. Our feet and spirits are constantly moving, foraging our destined paths one step at a time. But does this travel stop on land? Oversea? In the air? No, Mido Amal, for we can travel between this dimension and the far reaches of the unknown. Why, this isn't called Overda Darano for nothing. Not too long ago, though, I was on a train ride and witnessed something that would even have the most avid trekkers throw away their luggage for good. It involved a darling little boy, his precious baby sister, and their caring mother. It all occurred like this. Overda Darano proudly presents The Witch by Shirley Jackson. coach was so nearly empty that the little boy had a seat all to himself, and his mother sat across the aisle on the seat next to the little boy's sister, a baby with a piece of toast in one hand and a rattle in the other. 
She was strapped securely to the seat so she could sit up and look around, and whenever she began to slip slowly sideways, the strap caught her and held her halfway until her mother turned around and straightened her again. The little boy was looking out the window and eating a cookie, and the mother was reading quietly, answering the little boy's questions without looking up. We're on a river, the little boy said. This is a river and we're on it. Fine, the mother said. We're on a bridge over a river, the little boy said to himself. The few other people in the coach were sitting at the other end of the car, and if any of them had occasion to come down to the aisle, the little boy would look around and say, Hi! And the stranger would usually say hi back and sometimes ask the little boy if he were enjoying the trade ride or even tell him he was a fine big fellow. These comments annoyed the little boy and he would turn irritably back to the window. There's a cow, he would say, or sighing, how far do we have to go? Not much longer now, his mother said each time. Once, the baby, who was very quiet and busy with her rattle and toast, which the mother would renew constantly, fell over too far sideways and banged her head. She began to cry and for a minute there was noise and movement around the mother's seat. The little boy slid down from his own seat and ran across the aisle to pet his sister's feet and beg her not to cry. And finally the baby laughed and went back to her toast. And the little boy received a lollipop from his mother and went back to the window. I saw a witch he said to his mother after a minute. There was a big old, ugly old, bad old witch outside. Fine, his mother said. A big old, ugly witch, and I told her to go away, and she went away. The little boy went on, in a quiet narrative to himself. She came and she said, I'm gonna eat you up. And I said, oh no, you're not. And I chased her away, that bad old mean witch. He stopped talking and looked up as the outside door of the coach opened and a man came in. He was an elderly man with a pleasant face under white hair. His blue suit was only faintly touched by the disarray that comes from a long train trip. He was carrying a cigar and when the little boy said hi, the man gestured at him with the cigar and said, hello yourself son. He stopped just beside the little boy's seat and leaned against the back looking down at the little boy, who craned his neck to look upward. What are you looking for out that window? the man asked. Witches, the little boy said promptly. Bad old mean witches. I see, the man said. Find many. My father smoked cigars, the little boy said. <laughs> All men smoke cigars, the man said. Someday you'll smoke a cigar too. I'm a man already. The little boy said, How old are you? The little boy, at the eternal question, looked at the man suspiciously for a minute and then said, Twenty-six. Eight hundred and forty-eighty. His mother lifted her head from the book. Four, she said, smiling fondly at the little boy. Is that so? The man said politely to the little boy. Twenty-six. He nodded his head at the mother across the aisle. Is, is that your mother? The little boy leaned forward to look and then said, Yes, that's her. What's your name? The man asked. 
The little boy looked suspicious again. Mr. Jesus, he said. Johnny, the little boy's mother said. She caught the little boy's eye and frowned deeply. That's my sister over there, the little boy said to the man. She's twelve and a half. Do you love your sister? the man asked. The little boy stared, and the man came around the side of the seat and sat down next to the little boy. Listen, the man said. Shall I tell you about my little sister? The mother, who had looked up anxiously when the man sat down next to her little boy, went peacefully back to her book. Tell me about your sister, the little boy said. Was she a witch? Maybe, the man said. The little boy laughed excitedly, and the man leaned back and puffed at his cigar. Once upon a time, he began, I had a little sister, just like yours. The little boy looked up at the man, nodding at every word. My little sister, the man went on, was so pretty and so nice that I loved her more than anything else in the world. So shall I tell you what I did? The little boy nodded more vehemently and the mother lifted her eyes from her book and smiled, listening. I bought her a rocking horse and a doll and a million lollipops, the man said. And then I took her and put my hands around her neck and pinched her and I pinched her until she was dead. The little boy gasped and the mother turned around her smile fading. She opened her mouth and then closed it again as the man went on. And then I took and I cut her head off and I took her head. Did you cut her all in pieces? The little boy asked breathlessly. I cut off her head and her hands and her feet and her hair and her nose, the man said. And I hit her with a stick and I killed her. Wait a minute, the mother said. But the baby fell over sideways just at that minute, and by the time the mother had set her up again, the man was going on. And then I took her head, and I pulled out her hair, and... Your little sister? The little boy prompted eagerly. My little sister, the man said firmly, and I put her head in a cage with a bear, and the bear ate it all up. Ate her head all up? The little boy asked. The mother put her book down and came across the aisle. She stood next to the man and said, Just what do you think you're doing? The man looked up courteously and she said, Get out of here. Did I frighten you? The man said. He looked down at the little boy and nudged him with an elbow and he and the little boy laughed. This man cut up his little sister, the little boy said to his mother. I can very easily call the conductor, the mother said to the man. The conductor will eat my mommy, the little boy said. We'll chop her head off. And little sister's head too, the man said. He stood up and the mother stood back to let him get out of the seat. Don't ever come back to this car, she said. My mommy will eat you, the little boy said to the man. The man laughed and the little boy laughed. And then the man said, excuse me, to the mother and went past her out of the car. When the door had closed behind him, the little boy said, How much longer do we have to stay on this old train? Not much longer, the mother said. She stood looking at the little boy, wanting to say something. And finally she said, 
you sit still and be a good boy, you may have another lollipop. The little boy climbed down eagerly and followed his mother back to her seat. She took a lollipop from a bag in her pocketbook and gave it to him. What do you say? She asked. Thank you. The little boy said, Did that man really cut his little sister up in pieces? He was just teasing, the mother said, and added urgently, Just teasing. Probably. The little boy said. With his lollipop, he went back to his own seat and settled himself to look out the window again. Probably he was a witch. distinctly being told growing up never to talk to strangers. After that story, I think it still rings true. As big of a smile as they may have or how dapper they may be dressed, there is always the chance to happen upon a wolf in sheep's clothing, a monster among men, or in this case, a witch. And I must say, he was quite a brave Chavado. Naive, but brave. Luckily his mother was around, no? And the even bigger question that lingers on is, did the old man really kill his sister? Cut her up and feathered piece by piece to a bear? What do you think? I can surely bet you're trying your hardest now to remove that image from your mind. Some things we can never forget, though. Like a wonderful train ride. Or a twisted old man who happened to sit down for a chat. Wherever your travels take you. Whether it be delightful or dangerous. Remember these words, Midoamal. Gia kormangav tuke baktolotrom. Prekotunyaripe. Till then... I wish you safe travels through the darkness. This broadcast of Averda Darano was brought to you by the talents of Pearson Raquel Horvath, creators of Dead Scared Entertainment, with the help of Piroshka Rach. You've been listening to a production from Dead Scared Entertainment, where terror is our tradition. Good night.